0: Hello, and welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines. Uh, our special guest today is Pav Singh, a coach development officer at the uh, at the FA. Um, and we're going to be talking and chatting around coaching in the senior game. Um, welcome along, Pav. Hi,
1: uh Morning, Gary. Thanks for having me today.
0: Pav, can you just introduce yourself uh, to everyone and currently what you what you're doing in the game?
1: Yeah, uh, like you mentioned there, Gary, uh, I'm, at the moment I'm the regional coach developer for the North East, and a lot of my work uh, obviously involves working in the diversity inclusion space, and when we talk about obviously working in diversity inclusion spaces, a lot around working uh, and supporting the FA's um, Black and Asian coaching strategy uh, and really looking and supporting some of them, What well, I'd say probably some of that emerging potential coaches out there, uh, to probably just Support them and, and a lot of the role obviously involves working with yourself, Gary, in the county phase and, and supporting the, the, the CPD of the wider wider community out there. So that's what I currently do, um, which, you know, I, I was a county coach developer uh, in Leicestershire, uh, but to come back to, to the northeast region, you know, I live in Leeds, it, it's, it's great. Uh, but yeah, that's my role at the moment, Gary. Away from the FA path? What are you up to at present? Um, we, we spoke about this a lot before, I got in it And you know, it, it's great working with coaches and developing coaches. But I think it's important for me as a as a coach developer to be still involved in the game. And currently, uh, I'm the uh, assistant manager at Liversage in the Northern Premier East Division, uh, Step Four. So uh, that that's what I do away from the game. And I think a big part of that is also not only do I love getting on the grass and working with players, but it's, it's excellent for my uh, personal development as well.
0: well. We'll come to Liver's Age later in the, uh, in the podcast, Pav. Uh, I suppose the first thing to, to, to talk about when we're chatting around coaching in the senior game, what's, what's sort of your history within within outside of the FA and coaching at that senior level?
1: Yeah, just in terms of as as a, as a player, you know, we, we, you know, one of my dreams was to be a professional footballer. Um, you know, I, I, I signed for Leeds uh, at fourteen, got released at sixteen, then I spent a few years at Bradford City uh, as an extended schoolboy. And then I brought my leg at eighteen, and then I think that eighteen to nineteen uh, was a massive changing sort of my my direction as well uh, education was important obviously you know that, that that plays a big part in terms of where i'm now and then what happened was i, I did go back into the the game and trials at donny and places like that but has as a player who's always attached to a pro club you always have a grassroots club don't you you have a mm-hmm. grassroots club you are always attached to and the club at that time was uh, a celtic uh, and the first team now they're playing the the conference north so, I think what happened quite quickly was um, whilst I was, I was training there, we had a first team and a second team, and coming back from a leg break, uh, going into the semi pro game as a player was was, was, was was quite important. And that senior tran- that transition at adult football was massive. So, I think just moving quickly on from there, as a player playing at semi pro, you know, at step five, at step four, the old Unibond division, the Northeast counties. That was my first taste as a player. And I quite liked it as well. I quite liked it. Um, and some of the coaches I had was fantastic. And then I think from there, what, what grew from there was was a club called Albion Sports, um, who are step five now. They were a Sunday league club. Like we all do, we, we play on a Saturday, but then we, we're all attached to a good Sunday club, aren't we? And with Albion Sports, we had some, you know, we, we hit the National Sunday Cup final twice. So what started happening then, as you're getting older, and the legs are going a bit, and then the FA and some of you know, like yourself, you your, your and stuff, like that, started taking over. And where football was was important, it sort of maybe started taking a back seat as I as I grew older. Uh, and and I thought I need to really develop my career. So the semi pro stuff really came in when I made that transition from 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 player to sort of first team coach. You know, first team coach, assistant manager, manager at Albion Sports. We 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 went through the pyramid system. Um, from like step eight or step up step seven we, we went all the way up uh and at the time to be fair it was funny because we played when we played the lower end you know we, we had the right team and some of the games we just walked through but making that transition then uh when the club went step six that was my first taste where the the, the gaffer called Winder at that time uh he says come on board uh first team coach uh and I was at Albion then for a good, I would say, good eight to nine years, I would say, as a first team coach, assistant manager. Uh, first team coach, assistant manager, led on the team, um, as well as, as uh, when the gaffer's not there. So I did 10 years of that, but then we were in it, I was in it quite regularly, consistently, but then when the role came up as county coach developer and the FA career building that, I started, obviously, I couldn't be there all the time, so it became more just when you could get there, do you know what I mean? And, and uh, so I spent 10 years w- with them, but it was great when I got the role back um, in North East, was Albin were having a massive change. And then I came in as gaffer uh, with HVAC and, and Danny, rebuilt the team, uh, spent a good probably, I would say probably six to seven months rebuilding it and we did okay. Uh, and, then, and then I got the opportunity to progress we always help coaches and managers, but I thought, right, okay, let me go challenge myself. When the call came from Liversidge, and don't get me wrong, I played at Liversidge as a player there. We had a successful side. that just missed out on the FA Cup first round proper. Uh, when that call came, I thought, right, go as assistant manager, first team coach, uh, challenge myself. Uh, and I don't really look back now, and I really enjoy it there. So mm. I've, been, I've been, as a player, I've been around it and as a manager, System manager, coach, I, I, I would say, yeah, I've got 10, 11 years now, so, yeah. Part of working, working with the FA, we know how, how
0: important um qualifications are uh, within coaching Um and gaining that knowledge, Um you know, what's your expectation of of the qualls and, and how important are they in, in, in the senior game, um you know, outside of the outside of the pro game, probably in and around the steps where you're working at the minute step four?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question. And I remember I did my air license when I was 32 years old. And yes, I was probably playing. I was probably flirting with coaching at the time as well. But when I look back, at 32, when I look back now and look at the work we do, I think the most important thing that, yes, qualifications are really important. Uh, they, they are. And, you know, the the they where they're at 32, it, it give me some, you know, give me stuff around, you know, the game structure, working with individuals, units, teams. It give me all that sort of uh, that knowledge, you know, and some excellent um, coach educators, as you know, Dick Bakes, Dave Rutter, uh, you know, and, and good mentor like Julie Chipchase as well. But it gives you a bit of structure uh, and, and putting things together. But the biggest thing for me, looking back at that now and looking at coaches now, is developing that body of work. It's so important, you know, getting that experience of being in the on the grass and, you know, being with a Gary Middleton on uh, the touchline uh, with him and observing and picking his brain. So, I think qualification is important, but it's that piece around that coach education, coach development. Yes, we need to get to, to really, it's the acid test, wasn't it? The air license. Remember when you mm. just get your an assessments and you, you'll be emotional wreck, wouldn't you? Because you're, mm-hmm. you're nervous and all that because you were judged on two sessions. Do you know what I mean? But but when I look back and I look at, I didn't mind that sort of constraint and that pressure as well. But if, if now, you have a body of work behind you and someone says to you, right, can you coach a practice with coaching two strikers, but got a body of work behind you as well. You've got that experience, haven't you? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think I think case are really important because that's what sort of the employees are looking for as well. Yeah. And I mean, but when you look at the semi-pro games, don't get me wrong, the managers I'm working with, they haven't got the qualifications, but they've got the body of work and got the experience. So yes, having a bit of structure. So so I think we, we learn off each other, but both are important because it's good developing the body of work, and then going to uh, say a workshop, uh, and then when you're talking about anything, let's say let's say you're working on um, attacking opponents in balance or something like that, you've got your body of work to go back onto, and and then you you you're, you're always selling your you selling your sort of coaching through the bodywork you developed to get the qualification yeah. yeah
0: yeah I think it's having that blend isn't it yeah having that blend between the two
1: Um
0: challenges Pav um, so you know there's probably a lot of coaches out there listening to this that are keen to get involved uh, especially up the higher end of the system um, do, you, do we continue to see the same faces, or is there opportunities out there for for coaches to get in the pyramid system?
1: Yeah, if, if I be honest, and, and just from my experiences of being in and around the semi-pro game, you, you do sometimes see the same same faces getting the same 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 roles. But uh, but what I've, what I've seen as well, just just from my observations now, is these same faces now. I've also got an assistant or a first-team coach. It might be a young one or an ex-player like that who, who's coming as well. So I think in terms of the the, the dynamic now of what I'm seeing is, uh, remember the, the stuff around old school, new school, all that kind of stuff. I think there's a bit of blend. And yeah. I always say old is gold, you know, old is gold. Yeah. And, and then it's good to have you a know, young thriving coach or a coach who's, who's just going for his B, his A, or it might have worked in the under twenty threes or the under nineteens or uh it might be next player. But I think getting that blend is, is so important, you know what I mean? And I, I can only speak from my experience of working with, with, with two gaffers who probably didn't have the quals, but they had their body of work and the experience. And it's about relationships then. So it's mm-hmm. trusting, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think we should work on this and but you know, i picked up so much golden nuggets from, from real experience, you know, semi-pro, non-league yeah. managers. Yeah. And that relationship's important. But I think in terms of just trying to answer the question, is unfortunately we live in a world of who you know. Mm. And sometimes transparency goes out the window uh, as well. It's who you know, who you don't trust a relationship with. But I also think as well is think when you look at a lot of the, the ex- played out it's a pro definitely a semi-pro game or no league and they think right okay it, it was actually mick innigan uh, who was the um, he was the number two to um how works and when i was playing at of town and he said to me do your badges you know do your badges get involved and i didn't really obviously i was doing my football development role whatever i'm doing but he says it'll be good for you to 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 really get your qualifications and i mean dip back into the semi-pro game and and it's always someone who, who just sort of uh you know you talk about the art of noticing when coaches manage to see something in a player yeah. i think you should have a go so the transition from from ex player getting semi-pro is probably a lot easier because they're winning the system anyway uh yeah. but then then you've got the, the the coaches who are either working under 23s under 19s or working in an education program or they're working in a ydp phase at a, at a club how do they get into the the semi-pro uh, system or the, the non-league because there's, there's what 92 pro clubs there's about 2000 non-league clubs so it's a massive massive opportunity there yeah. but you always say how do they make that transition and and I get laws ringing me up. Time can I come watch you? Can I observe you? Can I come in? And then, then the windows there's not much windows there, is there? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we've got two coaches at the moment who are coming in now, going to hopefully support our 23s and 19s. Hopefully, they'll develop the body work. And then, guess what? Uh, what are you doing on Saturday? Do you fancy coming to the game? And it, it's a lot like that as well. Uh, but I, I do agree with you. I think. We do have a lot, of, probably chairmans who will go with a reliable source who will be in and around the game, mm-hmm. but that reliable source, either old school or whatever, they'll always bring someone with them because they know themselves that they have to evolve as well. Because mm-hmm. some of my, you know, I'm not going to, like, call Winder Sandu, um he was the gaffer at Albin, you know, he's been involved with the club for 30 years. But for me to evolve in 1% a year is success for me. Mm-hmm. I, so... Mm-hmm yeah getting him to think about you know he loved a 4-4-2 sometimes it were uh, around all the square pegs but right? he loved a four four two. but that's all he knew four four two. 4 and uh, it's funny because something happens in a game and then then they get to a point where yeah let's change it do you know what i mean so little things like that uh was important you know going from a four 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 two shape, well, that's all he knew and that's all he wanted but looking at the profile of the players on our style of play, it didn't probably suit us, and we went into a four-three-three. But then it's funny because you have to get success because they want to see success quickly because it's a results business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, now, absolutely. If you come, you've changed. You've gone with a four-three-three on the Saturday. Guess what? You're two-nil down. You have got the chairman having to go at him, and then you've got the fans. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. well, and, and I think sometimes. People are afraid to change and and risk reverse, but it is a results business as well. Mm.
0: Well, talking about results, Pav, five games unbeaten, great start at Levers Edge, um, really positive. Um, Since you've gone in um, during pre-season, is there anything that you've done, you've changed uh,
1: to have this positive start within the club? I think Gary, I think the team, they, they were in this momentum stage anyway from being in step five. Um, so they were moving forward quite quickly so that they had some momentum. Uh, and also they've got some really, really, we've got some really good players there. So I think, you know, I came in in January and it, it was about just adding value, you know, adding value, you know. Yeah. You go into a different environment, and even though I know most of the players anyway, is I was quite diligent how I went in. Do you know what I mean? Just observed, uh, just tried to reconnect with players. Who, and it's funny because some of the players, I've, had, I've had, coached them in academy football as well. It's good that they, they, they're right with you. You must have done something right in the academy if they're still talking to you, because you, mm. you, you know what, what it's like. So I think I've just, just had his value and just probably uh, uh, just be an extra support and for the, for the gaffer, and someone to to bounce off. But I think for me it was more around. Uh, let's just get some of the the, the structure right in training. Uh, let's just do the professionalism, and that's what that's me. And, and let's mm. let's try build build on what we've got and be even better. But I think for me uh, going in was around. I like to get in the grass on culture as well. Was around, and and you've seen it in. You've probably seen it yourself. It's, you know, well, um, turn up, warm up, have a game, off you go. Just wanted a bit more structure around working on certain patterns. We want to get out in the game. Um, you know, and you know some of the stuff around, you know, working on a phase. You know, if if the lads play the eight v eight, let's say one, one of the lads is he's, he's, he's actually a, a right back, but oh, I'll go play up top because they they want to play, they want to play. I mm-hmm. mean, and uh, just just being a bit more sort of. Uh, Pre-planned in terms of what 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 we're working on and getting that repetition, but it, it links to the real reality of the game on the Saturday. So like, yeah. you know, I don't want to give too much away. You know, I'm I'm going to work on today on on on, on our back four having a high line, uh, and and I'm going to constrain them in there and then and then just just work with the plays and it's more of a game-based approach, but add various constraints on it as well. But you know, you got an hour and a half of them and. What you do with them, you know, it, 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 the, the tempo has to be good. It needs to be match like, uh, and yeah, I think in terms of just just being an extra person there, I would say in terms of adding value, a bit more structure. And but what I have bought in, to be honest, is I bought physical performance coaching. Uh, Trinity, the lads are fit, but I want to get them conditioned as well. Uh, really conditioned. You know, playing Saturday, playing we played Saturday and we played Monday, and then you train Thursday is. Half the battle is lads just look after yourselves, the nutrition and you know, uh and, and getting the core strong and because, you know, what we talked about earlier, the, the, the game itself is the physicality at this level is another another layer up from the league mm-hmm. below. So I'll prime the lads to look after themselves, that's not easy, but I, I was I was just about to say, Parving how how the players Bought into that then, because I think
0: that's that's essential, isn't it? From from our point of view, as a coach's point of view, that the players buy into what you're trying to do, but they've been to work all day, yes. come to you training twice a week. You know how have they bought into
1: into your values? I, I think what we've done is because you know the gaffer, assistant manager, physical performance coach, and then the and some of the real. Allies within the team, the captain, and some of the the senior players. If you've got that collaboration, that connection, it's it's, it's not a problem. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm also a big believer of you know, doing things diligently and in small steps. Does that make sense? Really, really, just bring it in. Not 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 going guns blazing. Right, you can't do this, can't do that. You know. So I think I think everything we've done is diligently. But but what helps as well is. The intensity of the training the intensity of the games where players will reflect back oh that core stuff we did the other day mm. we need to do more of that so they actually from their own reflections think well actually what the gaffer's doing uh, uh, uh rimo what rimo's saying and what pav's doing and training they're only doing doing it for them to become the best versions of themselves mm-hmm. you know so uh and and it, it, it helps as well as some of the players have played a higher level and, and they've been through that process. Don't get me wrong, you know we've got players who've probably not been coached or they've not been through that process, so that's a challenge in itself. Because how much information do you give them? Because you know, and and it, it's simplifying stuff and doing things diligently, uh, small steps at a time. But you, when you're winning as well, Gary, it helps. <laughs> it helps, Philip. It? You know mean? it, it, it makes it a lot easier yeah yeah um
0: you've got them for maybe an hour and a half perhaps twice a week. How much learning and development do you think you can expect to get from from the lads as a, as individuals as a group
1: uh over the course of a season it's a it's a great question and when, when, when we talk about, I've got my FA hat on now. We call it this that spiral curriculum, where you're revisiting stuff and revisiting stuff, yeah. revisiting stuff. Uh, you know, the you know, stuff we do around either a phase of player or function, you know, linked to what the teams will look like on the Saturday or the the Tuesday. Uh, how much learning goes on? It's it's obviously a lot of his explanation, It's it's the learning themselves. But I'm big on repetition. So, Gary. You know you're playing in, in that number four position do you know what i mean so the practice design is, is quite crucial and and what that might look like on on a, on a on a tuesday evening so repetition is massive uh game-based approach uh but the learning is is you know they're they coming for an hour and a half and don't get me wrong some of these lads are traveling 45 minutes an hour to, to get to training, so. My interventions need to be careful as well, because planning, planning is important. So I give you an example, WhatsApp, uh, thumbs up, who's training tonight, boom, boom, boom. Uh, well, especially with, with them, you expect everyone to be there. Everyone's, what, what I find at this club, what's brilliant and is everybody's there training. Everyone's there. I uh, mean, that helps me plan the session based on some of the stuff I looked on VO, you know, we, we film our games, we film our training. Uh, sometimes that learning, sometimes it, it's consolidation, Q&A, quick chat afterwards. There's a lot of one-to-one stuff, because if a gaffer's mm. picked to those players, I might pull Kelly aside. And what's your thoughts on Saturday? Um, what, what went well? It's a lot of reinforcing and, and, and repetition, but what, what we want to try to do is start clipping some of the VO stuff and sending it to the players because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it, it starts getting that balance right or simplifying the language and most importantly understanding the player's strengths and profiling to get the best out of him. Only quick, you know, for example, get the ball in behind, he'll put crosses in, he'll get goals uh, and 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 it's like you want him to be 10 out of 10 in that I and mean, then but then getting a bit better on sort of like you know opening out, uh, giving yourself the space to go on your front foot and then driving the play. I think that there's there's a lot of now, and and we do it is just individual chats with players and and getting them to talk a bit more and rather than you know you know I could talk for England as you know Gary and so can so 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 can Rimo as well. Uh, but I tell you what's what's what simple stuff like using a tactic board even you know you know what i mean and, and yeah and simple stuff like that a visual uh as well mm. uh, so we, we we try we we try get information but it's just simple Um uh, but the most important thing is is being clear with the players on terms of their roles and responsibilities mm. uh, but the gaffer's big on also as well intel on the opposition as well right. so yeah. it, it, and, and he, he does his stuff one to one. Little, you uh, know, messages, WhatsApp messages, ban. Be aware this, this, this. But when you cross that white line, as you know, you can have a plan. But then when the ball moves, things change. Mm. that makes sense? When the yeah. ball moves, things change. So, and if I put my FA hat on, and some of the work we do with coaches and younger players and. We want to develop players who can who can react or be proactive on the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So these command style with more command style, these type of players, because we got to appreciate some of the journeys these players have been on as well. And and one, we've got the yes, we want to get a result. Yes, we want to be at the top end of the table. And these are bit of these quite sometimes a lot of command, uh, style, style coaching, and then probably a bit of Q and Day, bit of Feed, observation, feedback afterwards so when we talk about the five pillows you know using them at the right time with the players because these players there they'll just say they'll, they'll just say to you right this is what i'm good at this is what this is this is what i'm good at how do i go about this so then it's but the relationships are so important So go back to your b's and your a's and how how the two and the seven connect how does a two seven connect with a ten so what I try to utilize as well is some of the players to be coaches themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, you know, you know we, we could have touch lines forever, but a player just taught and give that right information tactically. They save your job anyway. And and, and uh, But relationships are between the, the units and, and the team is, is quite imperative. But learning visuals sometimes we can talk all day, but if you got visual, we've got a lot of visuals in the chain around set pieces, so they know what the structure is. There's three, four different types of set pieces. We hear that in training, but then when they're getting changed, as you know, you know, it, it, how I've done it quite clearly with the set pieces, is if, if they're defending set pieces, the defending set pieces are where, where the defenders get changed. So as they're getting changed, they're looking, and they're constantly reminding themselves of, oh, this is this way. So where, where we're attacking, that's mainly uh, scattered around. And, and But there's a lot of new stuff we're doing, but we're doing diligently as well. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, you touched on it there that
0: the majority of your players are a trainer. I would imagine that's down to the, the environment that you've possibly changed in the club, in the dressing room. What does that look like for you because we talk about how important that environment is in in any coaching environment yeah environment what have you done at live age
1: i think i think in terms of the the environment there was a a great environment any of what the gaffers put in place and the whole club ethos it's a very much a community club it's like a family It's, it's like a family in terms of one thing about obviously if i looked at sort of um what my values are, do you know what I mean, around, you know, uh, I just want players to, to be the best they can be, do you know what I mean? So, I think, if it looks at my behaviour, I like to try to be consistent and be honest and fair uh, as well, but what we've got to make sure is, when these lads are travelling 45 an hour to get to training, you know, the session for now, it has to be good tempo, they've got to go away with a dab on and really worked as well, mm-hmm. but then, the, and, I think in terms of the structure of training is being good because it's more game-based and it involves everyone as well. Uh, but bringing uh, Trinity in as a physical performance coach in terms of the real activation of, of how they prepare before we go into the sort of like the, 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 the practice is being quite important as well. But the key thing for me as well is is the lads' attitude afterwards. Some want to do more extra. You know what I mean? I think it helps when the players are looked after as well because. They've they've got a duty of care. They've got, a, you know, they, they they've signed with the club and the club is ambitious. You know, you know, we want to be at the top end and stay at the top as as long as possible. And uh, but uh, it's it, it it's I think it's recruitment as well, uh, gary Knowing the players before they come and mm-hmm. the personality and what they bring as well. So I think the gaffer's spot on with his recruitment and. He's, he's sort of ecosystem and network is quite good because uh, and and bringing the right players in who who not only like myself I know who add value but who are part of that sort of legacy DNA and that culture as well uh I think that's important so I think in a nutshell I think the camaraderie and the team spirit especially with the it's funny because players know players don't they so the players that come in you some of the players anyway so yeah. they already had like relationships anyway. So yeah. I think that helps as well. So recruitment's quite key. And I remember someone once said to me, You're only as good as your recruitment. You know what I mean? Recruitment is important. But I think the dynamic, you know, we, we bought a centre forward in, uh, who's also bought two of his ex teammates in. So they've already got that dynamic, that relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that works. I think the players as well is listen, they've got an expectation on, on myself, the gaffer, and what what we do, you know, we we need to be on top of our game as well because some of these players play at a high level. They're playing yeah. the football league. You know what I mean? And and it's also amazing to see what they haven't had playing in the football league as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? What some of the the players who are up coming. So there's an expectation for us to, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm I work probably seven days a week, so I've got a, like a a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday to think about. But Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is, is yeah, getting on the grass. But there's always that pre-planning before. Mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and I have to manage my calendar in a way where I'm getting the best out of my FA job. And then I'm, I'm not hit and miss and, and not giving me all uh, to the players we're working with. Because when I worked at Albin, it got to a point... When I, when I was obviously working away in Leicestershire, where I'm compromising their development because yeah. I'm going to miss training and I miss Saturdays. That's why I had to pull out. But I kept still kept a relationship. I'll still go there, but I made it clear to their lads. So I think when you when you 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 signed up to something, you've got to give it your all, and they'll have to the appreciate that. They know that as well. They, they know that as well. Don't get me wrong. I think going back to that point as well is you've got your plan, you've got that. Things change. So you've got to be adaptable as mm. coaches. Be adaptable. Mm. You know, I think, I think a couple of weeks ago where I didn't have a left back and then a couple of plays, you know, picked up an injury. And my advice to coaches is, is sometimes you've got, got to be quickly adaptable, but that's probably down to the body of work I've had where, well, we have got a left back. Let's just lose that space. We'll funnel that off. But when I funneled it off, even the players like why are funneling that off? So, in a way, I'm educating them as well. So, mm. his job never stops because those lads you're working with, they're going to be the next set of coaches, managers. So, every time I'll put a session on, I'll give a rationale why as well. Uh, and it's amazing that some get it and some, all oh, right, I didn't really know that. So, because they see it as a player, but sometimes the best advice I got uh, from, from was, Sometimes you'll see it as a player, but can you coach it as a coach? Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. pavon on
0: on training nights, um, advantages to game-based practices, especially within the in in the senior game of of, of lads, you know, coming from work and and uh, wanting to be engaged. What what what's your what's your thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, that, that's massive. Um, don't get me wrong, they do the the activation stuff with with the, the physical coach. But what I tend to do is Thursday. Uh, let's say we let's say we we played Saturday. Uh, we haven't got a midweek on a Tuesday. Uh, a Tuesday, uh, you know, you got the Saturday in mind. Tuesday will be we might work on a phase of play working with the back four. You know what I mean? For, put a back four in, put a front three, match up the midfield uh, in a 3v3, funnel certain areas off, off you go, they've got 45 minutes. They might, and and One of the typical stuff, uh, our our defence might play with a bit of a deep block, you know what I mean? So they get lots of repetition and then what I tend to do as well is sometimes I'll say, right, okay, let's just move the pitch up a bit. So I like to sort of like constrain certain areas and say, right, okay, uh, we're going to a mid-block, but uh, we, we might go with a mid But I think sometimes I, we, we always observe a lot of the footage. And what I try to do is our particular playing style and our tactics strategy, how we approach the game on a Saturday, I like to work backwards as well. So what we like, I mean, just get loads of repetition on, on, on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Thursday's set-piece uh sometimes. Maybe walking through a few patterns as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the challenge as well, because is that stock stand still uh, method as well. I think selling that and why we're doing it was was important as well. And some players get it, some, some, some mm-hmm. they do get it now. But you know, you've got an hour and a half for them as well. He's, uh, he's, he's I remember when I first come at anyone, they just want to play an 8v8, yeah. I and mean, that's it, goal. But no, no, we're, we're going to do an 8v8, we're going to do a 9v8, um, we're going to do a, a 10v9, but it's going to be based on your, where, where, where you you're play. Does that make sense for that planning yeah. bit? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but that's the beauty of working at Liversidge, You guaranteed numbers. Does that make sense? You guaranteed numbers, we, we got on the first team pitch, but it, yeah, uh, it might be a phase of play or it might be a small-sided game, but get yourselves in the positions and off you go. It's funny though, because you, you've seen it yourself sometimes when you put a session on, on the centre forward runs, all the way to the to where the centre backs and gets the ball. You, you, you've seen it everywhere. They, they all, you know, they, 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 it's that emotion. Bit and you go, like, "Would you do that on a Saturday? No. Well, why are you doing it now? For? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, little things like that. I think, yeah, I, I think the reality of the game on the Saturday, or the Tuesday, working backwards from there, uh, and having the players in the positions. Because imagine, Gary. Let, let's say you're a centre mid. Yeah, you're a centre mid and you're playing against me, I'm a centre mate. Look at the tempo that trains be because we're all, in a way, fighting for the shirt, aren't we, as yeah. well? Yeah. And we started filming training as well, and it's amazing when you get a, 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 the video camera on, the tempo goes up, because you want a competitive environment. You want the match day to look like the training training evening. Absolutely, so, yeah. But saying that, saying that I think managing the, the physical load as well and and, and, and and you know if they played like they played on a saturday and they played monday so they'll Tuesday off so they're back here thursday so so today there'll be a lot of activation work you know get them you know get get the activation right and, and there might be a bit of call work going on uh, yeah. but i think yeah if you're traveling 45 50 minutes to get to training you know, it, it goes back to that ball rolling time, the DNA. You, know, yeah. you know what I mean? It has to be a lot of ball rolling time, but that that structure is important though. Uh, Thursday because they know there's going to be a bit of stop stand still, just getting very set pieces, having a go at that. Uh, but I think there's it, a bit of emotional intelligence around it as well, I and mean, there's a bit of you know just just you know if these lads could play for four hours, they'll play for four hours. So. If you know we had a game on the Tuesday, it was a heavy game on the train Thursday. And you might stop it a bit early, but there might be then they might some of them might go into the units and do a bit of pound work. Because mm-hmm. you want to take that loading off as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. one of the biggest things I'm I'm I'm, I'm about is injury prevention. I thought it's i I'm more rather than finding the cure when they got injured, I'm more prevention, but it's educating the lads around that as well. Yeah uh which is important yeah have any
0: any advice from your experience and knowledge uh for aspiring coaches out there trying to trying to get on a journey and coach at this level
1: yeah i, I think in terms of any goal nuggets nuggets from, from me is he's 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 any, any coaches that want either to either go into the semi-pro game non-league is he's, he's trying to develop a relationship, develop relationships and, and be be um, be a really good learner in terms of go observe and, 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 and ask questions and, and try to develop a relationship. So if you've got say, a non-league or semi-pro team, go speak to the gaffers and speak to the assistants and that, kind of come observe. You know, we've got three there already who just turned up, but they're at training every Tuesday, Thursday. They've got that enthusiasm, and and you know what I'm like. I will help anyone uh, as well. But the key thing is, is 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 go observe and go get a feel for the environment, what it's like. Uh, that's one. And the other thing is as well is is uh, you've got to get on the grass more. Coaches need to coach more as well. I think you know. Uh, we, there's a lot. Of, you know, we've had the pandemic for 18 months, and we've all been behind a laptop. Uh, I think some coaches, you know, I've got a particular coach who wants to be a he just wants to be a manager at semi-pro and he's been assistant manager, reserve manager and all that. Uh you're getting a bit frustrated. And then I said one thing what you gotta do is uh is, is keep doping your body of work and not give in. Uh but the most important thing is right is is whatever you're doing at the moment, try and be Ten out of ten in that as well, because mm-hmm. the windows nowadays you no Gary as well. There's not much opportunities, but when they do come, they will go somewhere with experience. They will, they will. But if you could be that young, aspiring coach who just wants to be part of a team, because so that's, that's important for me, because for me, I want to be part of a team. I like a multidisciplinary team. You've got the gaffer, you've got yourself, you've got the physios, you've got the physical performance. But also what's big as well, what's happening is everybody's after intel, intel. You know, I've got a coach I'm working with at the moment. He's actually the assistant manager, but the manager likes to do the coaching, likes to do all that. He says, I want to do that pal." I said, how could you help him? So he started to add a bit of match analysis to the stuff as well. So clipping stuff. So there's always something to do uh, as well. Uh, there's, always, there's always a role within a project, isn't there? Uh, as well uh, but like i said the opportunities are quite tough at times but a lot of coaches now what they're doing is what i found as well is they're going to the lower leagues and they're trying to get work with senior players a lot and then work work with the team to come up so they can impose their values their behaviors they want to build a culture because there's a lot of non-league clubs now say Step eight, step nine below. A lot of up and coming where there's a lot of young managers. We can't really get into there, but what they'll do is they'll try and develop upwards that way.
0: Mm. Brilliant
1: path. Path aspirations for you and Levisage this season? Well, yeah, a good start. Uh, Five out of five. Uh, We've got runcon on Saturday in the FA Cup, so we want to win the FA Cup, Gary. Now, I think, I think look, listen, there's a real desire and a real intent to be up there. Uh, and and we, we the, the start's been brilliant, but our aspirations, yes. Can we win it? Can we be in a position to get promoted? It'd be great. It's our first year. we have having a real good, good go at it. As you know, it's a long season. There's going to be a lot sort of ups and downs. There's a yeah. lot of ups at the moment, but the biggest thing... The biggest thing I'm sort of preparing for is, is what we're going to be like when there's going to be downs. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, there will be a bit of trauma coming in. There will be a few losses, and then how do we react to that as well? Because one thing I found at Liversee, like what I spoke about earlier, there's been a momentum of success. Yes, we want to keep that success. When we when we have a bad day. It's still a good day. Does that make sense? That's, yeah. that's sort of my ethos. Uh, but yeah, I want to be, be up there. And we always say as managers, take each game as it comes. Yes. But also we need to be thinking big picture as well. So I'm big picture, but yes, each game as it comes. And Rimo, the gaffer, you know, he's he's a winner. So he, he oozes uh, with, with winning. He's got a winning mentality. He's a motivator as well, and that has a massive impact on the energy of the players as well. Uh, yeah, but certainly, fingers crossed. We just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah,
0: brilliant. Pav, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you around your experiences within non-league and coaching at that level. And uh, we wish you all the very best for the for the for the
1: season and the games ahead. Thanks Guy, I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much.